welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're speaking to Dan Kaneshiro and Natalie Rico from OMB about Appendix A, which includes updates for the Data Act as well. So one little correction today before we start. Uh, you'll notice that Natalie mentions that 23 out of 24 agencies have a clean audit opinion. She meant to say that it was 21 of 24, uh, but 23 agencies are auditable. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to the podcast. And without further ado, here are Dan and Natalie. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. So today we're going to be speaking about Appendix A, OMB A123, uh, which includes some guidance on the Data Act as well. So we have here today in, in the studio Dan Kanashiro and Natalie Rico from OMB. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Hi. Good. good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, why don't we start off? We'll have each of you introduce yourself. Kind of tell us what you do at OMB, uh, pertinent a, a, Appendix A and, and data, data Act. So, Dan, start us off. Sure. Uh, my name is Dan Kanashiro. I'm a senior policy analyst with the Office of Management and Budget. Office of Federal Financial Management, um, part of the Financial Integrity and Risk Management branch. Um, I am the current lead for the Enterprise Risk Management Policy in A123, implementation of it as well, um, including Enterprise Risk Management, Internal Controls, uh, mostly picking up financial systems and Audit Inspector General and GAO issues. But really, here, we're here to talk about A123 and Appendix A, which I'm charged of uh, implementing. All right, Natalie. My name is Natalie Rico. I am the Data Act lead. I am also in the Office of Federal Financial Management at OMB, and my portfolio largely consists of leveraging data as a strategic asset, spending transparency, and the Data Act. Okay. Well, why don't you guys start off and uh, kind of tell me how you how you two came together to make these updates to the uh, to the appendix? You know, how did that all come about? How did you decide? Hey, you know, I think Data Act needs to be part of this as well. One of the, so we had our internal exercises that we were going through to reduce burden and streamline reporting and efficiencies. Mm -hmm. And I think we also really wanted to, exa we, we examined how we were putting policy together and issuing guidance, mm -hmm. whether that was a controller alert or a memo or in, a little bit more informally. and we really wanted to anchor the Data Act guidance in one of the OMB circulars, mm -hmm. and particularly A123, since that is enterprise risk management, and we wanted agencies to incorporate that approach to their Data Act reporting. Uh, just to add, I mean, so when we were doing the updates to A123 in 2016, uh, Appendix A was always there. We, we, we had it updated uh, shortly after. Um, when I started learning more about um, how Appendix A would be updated, actually I made a lot of connections with the Data Act. You know, yeah. it was kind of there more, more from a policy structure. However, at the time, I think Data had, had, had kind of like developed on its own. So it, well, there was a connection there. I definitely saw how it could actually be related, but it wouldn't be, you know, necessarily implementing it directly. So really the opportunity came when Natalie actually walked in my office and she was say, <laughs> let's talk about, you know, Data Act and this Appendix yeah. A update you're working on. I had actually gotten to a point where I think the policy decisions were made and where I have been cleared through OMB senior leadership, mm -hmm. it was more of a matter of, of now actually getting it moving and starting to get in clearance. So actually, when Natalie came up with the statutory deadline yeah. for data, it actually was a great opportunity to, to actually have a discussion uh, when we finally agreed, I think we had some synergy yeah. going on with the policy. Definitely some That synergy. we decided <laughs> that actually, um, you know, it made sense to kind of uh, issue them together, you yeah. know, merge it. Um, we proposed that idea, leadership quickly agreed overall with the larger efforts for burden mm -hmm. reduction as well. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, give us a little bit more about you know why you all decided this was the time you needed an update for Appendix A. You know how did that come about? So for me, it was really um, um, it was kind of a long journey. A123 um, usually is updated after the Geo Green Book is updated. So that's the Geo Green Book Center for Internal Control, um, issued by the Government Accountability Office. So the Green Book was updated in 2014. That created the got the ball rolling for A123 to be updated. Mm -hmm. um, we worked on introducing enterprise risk management, which actually was a little more than what the Green Book had done. Um, we put that in the circular. Appendix A had to actually be updated because it was tied um, to the main body of A123. Um, so we had to, it's something we had to do, definitely. Yeah, it took a little while, it took a couple of years, you know, but I'm glad to say that we were able to complete it. And can you explain a little bit more, you were talking about earlier about the, this decoupling you all sure. did. Explain that. So uh, the 2004 version had um, OMB Circular A123 with Appendix A attached to it, and it was internal control over financial reporting. Um, so it was, it was connected to it. Um, every time you update, you have to update both, okay. the main body and A. In subsequent years, actually, we issued Appendix B for charge card, Appendix C for improper payments, and Appendix C for financial systems. But A was always connected to the main circular. Oh, okay, right. Um, okay. So in 2016, we made a decision to decouple it, uh, introduce enterprise risk management, but also now expand the scope to Appendix A to now include um, internal control over all reporting. And it actually came from the GL Green Book, the expansion there. Uh, in doing so, we've actually decoupled it, and actually now, going forward, we have the flexibility if we ever need to update Appendix A, you know, we just did it. Um, we actually could do it on its own update cycle. On its own cycle. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and I think there's also a really nice history that Dan can tell about the community and the response, Sar Sarbanes-Oxley, how we kind of swung from one side and mm -hmm. were a little bit more prescriptive. Yeah. And now we felt we were actually in a really good place. 24, 23 out of 24 CFO Act agencies have a cleaner, unmodified audit opinion. And we felt very comfortable about kind of bringing it back to the center and allowing agencies to focus on other reporting areas. Mm -hmm. uh, so the original intent of the Integrity Act actually uh, talked about management controls. It mm -hmm. was never um, focused just on financial, but because, as Natalie said, because of the, the focus on Sovereign's Oxley and Enron, um, the agencies really focus on financial first. Financial, yeah. Back exactly. in 2004, it made sense. Um, this actually, this update actually kind of writes the ship again, brings us back to kind of the original intent. Original intent, okay. And, you know, agencies are actually in, in a better place now. They're actually yes. um, in a good yeah. place to, to do so, now look at controls of our reporting. Yeah. So let's get into the, the update here, just some of the specific areas that were updated. Um, let's talk about um, reducing the burden. Well, explain that concept and, and you know, kind of how Appendix A is, is doing that. Yeah, sure, I'll, t I'll take the first stab on that. So one of our kind of taglines is moving from low value compliance to high value add. And that's not to say that the work that's being done in any capacity was is not important or yeah. necessary, but there is a lot of duplication in, in the reporting and auditing and financial aspects. And there's also manual aspects that I know agencies are moving towards automating and for us again because we thought agencies were in a really good place mm -hmm. if, if you look at the whole um, circular you know and we was never initially framed this way but really we could look at the financial reporting mm -hmm. as the pilot and now we're in a maturity model approach right so the we're expanding step. out uh -huh. exactly the next right. step is expanding out beyond that and in doing so, we want to make sure that we're not giving agencies unfunded mandates, mm -hmm. but giving them that flexibility, saying, you're, we, we trust you to know to do your job, mm -hmm. 
And if you need to move resources around because you have different high risks and high priorities, then you should be empowered to do so. Right. Now, so I mean, I could see some folks might say, well, you know, I kind of like something more prescriptive because I know exactly what I have to do. But you know, what do you what do you say to folks do that, say that? that? Yeah. What is your well, response? We, we, I, I would say we could definitely update the appendix and make it more prescriptive. Uh -huh, sure. well, Dan, <laughs> yeah. Dan actually has a really good um, story here. All right. The top, the frog, <laughs> the frog and the toad story. Oh, the frog and we want to get into that now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, good story. it's right. a good story. Yeah, so, it, so it's actually I don't have the uh, the slide in front of me, but it's actually um, it just came up when I was actually um, many years ago when we were doing the A123 guidance. It actually was kind of an ERM connection there, in which uh, at a high level, it's frog and toad is a nice children's story. Uh, my kids like it a lot. I read it, mm -hmm. and it really is like you know frog and toad. Um, Frog and Toad are friends, Frog and Toad you know, ride a bike, Frog and Toad you know, fly a kite. But it's a pretty good story about, um, you know, Toad wakes up um, one morning and he, he's looking forward to his day with his friend Frog. So he wants to make sure everything goes well that day. So he draws a nice little list. He says, you know, get up, get out of bed, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, you know, go and go, you know, meet with frogs and so forth. Um, so his day is going swimmingly. He gets up, he says, hey, I already, you know, got up out of bed, so he crosses it off his list. And so on and so forth, gets to Frog's house. They get, they get start going for a walk and then a big wind comes and blows the list away. And so Frog is, I mean, sorry, Toad is very distraught. He's like, oh no, he's in the list there. And so Frog, being a good friend, he says, I'll chase after the list for you. I'll get it for you. And Toad says, no, don't do that. And Frog says, why not? Because that wasn't on my list. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So, you know, they're, Toad is very, very upset. You know, Frog is trying to console him. They spend the rest of the afternoon, you know, by, by the banks of the river and calming down. And then it starts to get dark. And then Frog says to Toad, so, well, you know, it's getting dark. We should just, you know, go to sleep. And then Toad says, yes, that's great. That was on my list. <laughs> so he draws, you know, go to sleep in the sand and then cross it off and they go to sleep. So, you know, it, it's a children's story, but I think it actually has a lot of parallel, parallels there. Um, yeah. This the Appendix A prior to the uh, 18 update was a prescriptive checklist for external um, financial reporting. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, controller of external financial reporting. Mm -hmm. um, we've kind of got rid of the list, everything except for the assurance statement at the end, how agencies want to get there, how they want to, you know, identify significant transactions to test even the frequency of testing it, right. um, documentation, everything out there is, is up to them. So when yeah. you talk to the financial community, it actually has to go to non-financial operations with part of enterprise risk management. Um, everyone knows that they're very, very well uh, skilled people. They know how to, how to make their own list if they have to. Right. So uh, very important, yeah. we actually yeah. did not, we did not rescind the old guidance from A123 right. Appendix A. Mm -hmm. and we actually retained it, uh, superseded by this guidance, but it is retained as a best practice if agencies want to leverage it. Right. And but they so no longer have to do so because it won't be So there's content. over 100 pages yes, that we have either rescinded or superseded or retained mm -hmm. as best mm -hmm. practices. And mm -hmm. I would also encourage for the agencies and the people who want more prescriptive guidance to turn to the Green Book. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you got COSO out there right. you know, as well. Yeah. COSO ERM as well. We were talking about that before. Yeah. So speaking of ERM, yeah. um, Tell us a little bit more. You know, what was your, uh, you know, your your methodology here to kind of get ERM more integrated, and what does that mean for everybody now? So integration with a capital I. And if you really read, well, first of all, when you read Appendix A, it's important not to read it in a vacuum. You have to read the A123 main circular as well. Yes. So we did yes. do a speaking event recently, and I just kind of pulled the audience. You know, so who's read Appendix A? Well, thankfully, a lot of people raise their hand. You, know, <laughs> you go to these things and no one's you know, even read it. You're like, why are we here? Um, <laughs> but then I asked them to keep your hands up. It's now put your hands. Keep your hands up if you also read A123, and actually everyone you know came down. Mm -hmm. Added read both, so mm -hmm. that's very important. Integration with it a capital is. I is really mm -hmm. the key thing here. And when you look at the appendix A now, the body there's really only one requirement. 
is a one requirement for evaluation integration of man management evaluation of internal control over over the FMFI assurance statement. So if you look at it side by side, it's actually identical. Um, A123 requires agencies to manage you know risk to strategic operations reporting and compliance objectives. Mm -hmm. There's no distinction on the reporting, say internal, external, financial, or non-financial. So really, the update highlights that when agencies identify and link the risks and the reporting objectives to formal internal controls, uh, they must be included in their annual assurance statement under the FMFIA. That's really the, the key yeah. integration point for. Yeah, for and here. I think in a in a practical sense that that is us well one doubling down on the enterprise risk management mm -hmm. uh, by issuing this guidance. I think there were some people who uh, were perhaps waiting to see what would happen, but it, it is a good governance approach right. that everyone has, you know, have has most people have come around and bought into. And so for us, it's recognizing that we now live in a data-centric data environment. Mm -hmm. We woke up one day and we were somehow all data managers. And we want to make sure, we want to help agencies ensure the quality of federal data to drive decision making. Right. Another aha moment with the uh, enterprise risk management was that actually, if you look at the A123 guidance, it actually did the expansion of scope back in 2016. Right. There was a bit of a policy Correct. lag. So even yeah. when, you know when I was doing the outreach on, on A123, you know, I told a lot of folks in the audience that you know it's coming. Then <laughs> they say it's coming, and this is generally what we're going to be doing. We're going to be expanding the scope, dropping financial, do all reporting. Yeah. So I was a little surprised on the surprise. I think yeah. when we finally yeah. updated in 18, there were some some agency. You know, I, an industry that were really surprised we actually did it. Like, no, well, I, 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 yeah. I think the surprise <laughs> yeah. was also the, the, how yeah. much of the burden reduction that we did mm -hmm. and that there's only now yeah. one requirement right. sure. yeah, in right. Appendix A's. People were a little... So, uh, remind me, is the risk profile still in there? Is that part of it still? So, the risk profile, and the way we wrote Appendix A is it, it basically integrates it entirely. Mm -hmm. So, the, okay. the risk profile is in the main body, A123. Okay. So, that's actually yes. part of what I said earlier, why agencies need to look at both to right. really understand it. Right. So, the way it would work is... You know, in your risk profile process, you might start identifying reporting risks or risks of reporting objectives. Mm -hmm. And Data Act would actually fall in that area for agencies that, that are required to follow Data Act and those that actually elevate to the level of the risk profile. So as um, agencies start developing you know, solutions on how to manage that risk, including internal controls, they've made that formal linkage from the risk profile now to their control systems. Mm -hmm. And then you fold in all the requirements from A123, including the Green Book, that they have to provide reasonable assurance over those controls. So it actually fits in um, perfectly and exactly where, where it should be. Yeah, it's our master plan. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, it seems like you are all in trying to incorporate ERM in several aspects yes. of uh, government management. Um, you know, obviously Appendix C also has ERM okay. concepts. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you guys are updating the other appendices at some point, mm -hmm. uh, B and maybe D one day. Yeah. Um, so that, is that something you're going to keep moving forward on, ERM concepts in, integrated in, into other areas as well? or? So, so definitely the long view is um, to integrate um, the appendices A, B, C, and D. Yeah, that's a nice tagline, right? Uh, to be more more risk-based and more aligned with enterprise risk management. There are some limitations, um, I think, C in particular, a lot of statutory limitations that can't embrace entirely, but mm -hmm, to the extent sure. that we can, you know, we, we're going to sort of push that. Sure. So again, A is for is now called Management of Reporting and Data Integrity Risk. Mm -hmm. uh, B is Charge Card. C has now been renamed to... Um, uh, payment integrity and A and C were updated earlier this year. Right. So um, while 2016 was the year of the A123 circular, 2018 is quickly becoming the year of the appendices. Right. So mm -hmm. A and C have been cleared, um, issued by OMB. B is currently in, in being assessed for clearance. So we might make it in 18. It'll be great if we say A, B, C. 
Easy as one, two, three. Mm -hmm. If not, <laughs> you might be 19. And a D is actually for financial system, is actually um, the update cycle would be on 2019, where we would evaluate whether it's time to update it or not. And so we'll, we'll see on that in 2019, more to come. Maybe we'll be back here to talk about D. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Well, uh, speak a little bit more about the you know, re internal controls over reporting versus over just financial reporting. So obviously this is part of the, the update. Um, you know, what are some ways that agencies can, can do this? I mean, the folks that have been doing these reviews are used to kind of the financial reports and, you know, what guidance do you have for those folks? No, that, moving away from just the financial reports. Sure, sure. Um, so similar to with the, with the update, J123, they expanded beyond just financial, you know, looking at operational controls. I would say taking a similar scope there, it is a broader scope. However, part of the flexibility in A123 is that, you know, following a maturity model approach, you don't have to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Even if you look at the deadlines um, at A123, there are no set deadlines other than the annual process in which you're supposed to improve on your risk profile, update at least annually. Some agencies have, have taken initiative and done it more you know, frequently, quarterly, even monthly. Mm -hmm. um, really treating it more like a, like a living document almost, or a tool to actually push uh, push good, good government. Um, there is no deadline in which we're saying, you know, by a certain date, uh, there'll be full assurances or, or overall, you know, types of controls or all types of uh, uh, controls over reporting either. A mm -hmm. um, joke I like to say is that, you know, I have a, a side that says a time frame, you know, update annually and then we have 20XX. By 20XX, you know, there'll be more robust ERM. It might make a 20XXX. So by 2100, <laughs> uh, the federal government will have a very robust enterprise risk management process in which they have very robust control over all types of reporting and data. Yeah. So I'm just curious, uh, you know, what, what are you hearing or seeing out there as far as the types of reports that agencies are, are looking at controls, you know, over which, besides, you know, what, what other types of non-financial? So, I mean, uh, you want to talk about data act or? Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, um, there have been some, some work on like, like real property or actually uh, personal property metrics, actually. I see that's kind of come on the radar. Okay. Um, definitely, uh, one agency came actually, I don't want to say the agency exactly, but they came out and they said that they were doing a general assessment of all types of reports they actually had. So Makes apparently sense. they actually had, yeah. had that. And it was doing everything from, you know, personal property, I think things on your desk, you know, materials there. Um, I've heard actually of like livestock. I think it's like livestock counts for the like ESDA. Yeah, I so I mean, that. really, when you think about it, the scope is pretty broad. Report is pretty much anything, and mm -hmm. actually ties to the Integrity Act, um, which actually talks about assets. Yeah, which is not necessarily fund. Is actually everything you know that, that is a federal asset. I mean, I, I would assume things special reports that the agency may do for to Congress or to the American people or over what over the mission. You know, are they accomplishing yeah. the mission? Are they hitting certain goals or required things by law? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, so. It's could be quite a big scope it's of pretty things. broad, yeah. So yeah. I mean, even even with the update, I mean, you know, the expansion from from A one twenty three to include ERM was huge. You know, the expansion mm -hmm. from Agrifer mm -hmm. to I to to now Mordier <laughs> is actually pretty massive. So yeah, and I think that's where ERM can be almost a little scary because now you're talking about okay, I'm thinking enterprise yep. view now this of everything, and it's just it's so right. much to to think about it. You know, <laughs> to break it down. So you really need a kind of you know get the support of folks throughout the agency, the stakeholders, and just get that you know. It can be difficult to kind of control all that. Yeah, yeah, it can, it can also be intimidating. <laughs> Where do you start? Exactly. Well, let me uh, shift a little bit into some of the Data, uh, data Act uh, updates here. So maybe Natalie can give us some insights. Sure. Uh, specifically on the Well, let's data see. So we have the Data Quality Plan, right? Yes. That's one of the big yeah, things. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the data quality plan. Uh, agencies are required in FY 2019, so this fiscal year, to have a data quality plan. Mm -hmm. 
and we did not provide more prescriptive guidance around that on purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, there were some people asking, and sure. uh, but for the similar reasons why we didn't provide prescriptive guidance around the risk profiles, we wanted this going going back to the theme of we wanted we didn't want a compliance a low value compliance exercise where agencies were just checking the box. Right. We really wanted this to be purposeful and meaningful to agencies, mm -hmm. which is why we gave them such wide scope for them to be able to look at their high risks and what they should be considering in their plans. So what we hope is that we will have enough consistent uh, even though there is discretion amongst the agencies to have a plan that best fits their agency needs and their mission, we feel that there will be enough consistency where we can look at a gover an enterprise government-wide and say, you know, 20 out of 24 CFO Act agencies had a data quality plan and implemented against it. Right. And that's what they can be assessed on going forward. And hopefully we'll get to a place where we'll be 24 out of 24. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it makes sense. And so, so this is this is the first year. You know, agencies are, are doing this. Um, you know, what are some tips or things you might put out there? You know, to help help folks kind of what to focus on this first year. I think what I, if I was an agency, what I would focus on this first year is what is high risk to me in okay. my data act reporting. Okay. For one agency that will go unnamed, <laughs> it could be the file C linkage which connects the spending to the award data. You might still be struggling to have that integrated in your system and reporting that out. Okay. For some agencies, it could be the award descriptor. Um, that's one of the 57 elements yeah. that agencies are required to report. Every Everyone is different, and we did not want to create a government-wide top 10 or top 5 list when that wasn't going to be one-size-fits-all for every agency. There are over right. 100 agencies that are actually required to report mm -hmm. under the Data Act. So that's wide variety, everything from our CFO Act to our um, quasi-government mm -hmm. agencies. and. In order for it to be meaningful, we felt that they needed to have enough leeway to define what was best for their mission and their reporting objectives under the Data Act. And maybe to add, and just um, I would recommend um, agencies doing a data quality plan definitely leverage the guidance in A123, you know, yes. and ERM really understand what it means um, and the flexibilities that go along with it. And really, you know, uh, lean and leverage um, your internal control experts that are actually there mm -hmm. at your agency. Yeah. Um, you right. said that they, you know, they can, you know, provide insight and help in doing this. Uh, I had a general observation um, as I got up to speed with Data Act. I wasn't quite sure to what extent um, that agencies were, were doing that. Was Data Act being developed kind of its own silo mm -hmm. implementation, or was it kind of being done with um, integration with, with the control offices? So definitely leverage A123 process, yeah. ERM, uh, leverage the, the good folks you have there and leverage that expertise in how can design a, a good, uh, with flexible data quality plan. Yeah, the big theme was to leverage existing processes. Mm -hmm. We weren't trying to put a requirement. We weren't trying to, we, in good faith, yeah. we did not have additional, we pulled back all the requirements in Appendix A. And so we really were encouraging in agencies under enterprise risk management to leverage what they were already doing in a way that would allow them to fill, fill the reporting objectives of the Data Act and improve data quality. Right. Well, I think the data quality is key. I mean, it's really great that this is uh, you know, getting so much attention now because you know, that's, that's the core of all the things we're reporting yeah. of, the, of yep. how we make business decisions. 
and you start digging into some stuff and you're like, whoa, this isn't right. Something's, you know, mm -hmm. So it's just, it's great that this is something that agencies are really focusing on, getting this data correct, clear out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, it's just drives so many things. Like I said, we're all data managers now, right? Yeah, yeah. So. You want to talk about the pivot from implementation to use? Oh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dan. So, as we pivot from implementation of the Data Act, you know, over, we now have over a year's worth of reporting, but mm -hmm. I think, you know, at the end of quarter one reporting, when we had a full year, we really did want to pat ourselves on the back as an entire government, because no one thought that we could get there, and yeah. we, we did, and we got there pretty quickly. In some ways, we're still building the plane as we're flying it, <laughs> sure. but we are shifting from implementation to usage, and mm -hmm. that's why data quality is so important. Because as agencies begin to use the data, and as taxpayers and the public are looking more to USA spending, we want the public, taxpayers, and agencies to have confidence in that data. Right. No, I think that's a really great resource that's out there now for everybody, for taxpayer, for just the public in general. Well, so I kind of want to turn to maybe a little bit about what you guys might be working on in, in the future, next year, year <laughs> after, you know, what's what's on your plate there? ABCDE. What, what can you tell yeah. us? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, definitely, as I said before, the appendices. So you know, definitely there. And um, I, I did pick up the financial system portfolio at at um, OMB for now. Okay. Um, there's been some movement there um, as far as you know, supporting agencies as they start modernizing their their FM systems. Right. Um, also, Natalie are both very engaged on the president's management agenda, uh, various cross agency priority goals. So that's definitely um, something that we're pushing forward. Yeah. Uh, our office yeah. leads mm -hmm. cap goal eight, which is the grants cap goal, cap goal nine, which is getting payments right, and then our office co-leads the spending tra IT transparency cap goal ten, and we're also involved with cap goal five, which is sharing quality services, mm -hmm. and cap goal two, which is leveraging data as strategic asset. Okay. So we look yeah. forward to engaging the communities, and I think specifically under cap goals two five. Uh, and 10, and even the burden reduction, just listening more to the community of how mm -hmm. we can modify our guidance to better align with enterprise risk management sure. and moving from compliance to high value add. Mm -hmm. And I just highlight definitely, you know, I've, I've you know, drank the Kool-Aid on ERM, definitely <laughs> it's a great, you know, management tool. Um, really the, the ability for ERM, you know, as it gets developed to break down silos and really connect the dots between mm -hmm. different business lines. Yeah. Uh, the cross-cutting nature of VR really provides an opportunity to draw connections you know, between people, data, systems, and hopefully assist agencies in accomplishing their, their core missions. Uh, I've been big about saying the PMA has multiple capitals. There's a lot of intersection and crossing over too. And to the extent that you know, ERM, the ERM approach can actually help you know, not only implement the PMA, but also help agencies with their mission, that's something we've all should be done. Yeah, especially if we can do it a more effective and efficient way by reducing burden and freeing up some of that money and that can go towards the mission. Right, absolutely. Well, our time is up already. Wow. I went quick. <laughs> but uh, no, this was great. I really appreciate you all coming out and uh, give us some more insights on Appendix A and uh, Data Data Act, Data Quality Plans. So, uh, no, I look forward to maybe in the future we have some other uh, updates you guys can provide us. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again for coming out. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Well, that's our show. Thanks again for tuning in. 
we'll be having a couple more podcasts coming up before the end of the year. We'll be speaking with Face Sad. We'll be speaking with the Seer Guidelines folks. So stay tuned for that. 